Welcome to episode 45 of the Muck Podcast, where we discuss the dark and sometimes weird true stories in American politics. I'm Tina Jaramillo. And I'm Hillary Dougherty. Hillary. Hi. <laughs> so when I was writing episode 45, I texted you and I said, yes. oh my God, this is episode 45 that's coming out on the day after the election with our 45. Mm. We'll still be there. And it's it's a shame that like I now associate the number 45 and, you know, I was yeah. typing and I was like, oh, well, my I, God. Was, I was even thinking <laughs> this morning, I really wish I had 46 because I feel like that'd be more of a sign. I don't know if you believe in signs, oh. but I need a sign. Oh God, I didn't even think of that. <laughs> Dear Lord. But we'll we'll know. Of course, we're recording it's a couple weeks early, so um, yeah. By this time, the time this comes out, we'll know. Well, well, I guess we'll tentatively know because it's red mirage, blue wave. <laughs> you know, this red mirage is pissing I've, me. This off. This is the first I've ever heard of this. See, I don't really. <clears throat> excuse me. I don't really. Um, I don't watch cable news. I don't, I don't, my mom really has to tell me. I think I've mentioned yes. that before. She really has to tell me if there's something going, how did you see this today? And I'm like, yes. I don't know what that is. Well, the Red Mirage, uh, I learned about it at our lovely resistance uh, brunch. Oh, okay. At our last resistance brunch, there was a clip mm -hmm. that the incredible Jason Gad played for mm. us. And he um, showed this clip and it talked about the Red Mirage where there's going to be this moment mm. where on the election night, it will look as if red is winning. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Um, because of all the um, vote by mail ballots will not be tallied yet. And then in the days following, it's going to be a shift to sort of this blue wave. I don't like this days following. I know. Idea. I don't either. <laughs> Um, and I think the worry is, is that on election night, 45 is going to try to claim a win, even though he and most of the normal sort of non-base world <laughs> yeah. um, knows that, okay, there's all these vote by mail ballots. We're in a different situation. It's a pandemic. Like mm. we have to make sure all these votes are counted because, you know, um, that's their right. I mean, the thing though, that so, there's so many vote by mail that's already been turned in and they yes. haven't been counted yet, but they're, t they know who's returned them. Yes. And in Broward County, at least there's a huge number. It's like more than who's ever voted in the November in the 2016 election have yes. returned it like tenfold. It's insane. Yes. yes. But so more Democrats are voting by mail. Am I right? Or yes. Yeah. I mean, we know one Republican who's voting by mail, and that's uh, Trump, which is hilarious. That's my favorite. Me too. I love it. The, the whole Daily Show does that thing with uh, uh, Jordan. Oh, what is his name? Klepper or something like that. And he goes to like the rallies and he talks to people and he's talking to a guy and he's like, oh, vote by mail. And the guy's like, yeah, no, you can't trust it. And he's like, well, you, you, you know, the president's voting by mail. And he's like. Wait, what? <laughs> I think uh, you said this yeah. last time. Oh, I did remember, I? Did yes, I? I remember. Oh, yes. my God. I mean, it's hilarious, but it never gets old. because It never gets old. It's, it's the only know, thing I think of. The scary thing about the world today is we pick and choose what we want to believe is the truth, you know, and we, what makes what makes sense to our minds to justify how we feel about someone yes. or something or some situation. And there's lots of things that I even explained to my husband. I'm like, well, did you know X, Y, and Z? And he's looking at me like I'm crazy. And I'm like, yeah. there, there are moments where I go, well, I'm right and he's wrong. But there's other times where I go, is this too crazy to, is this really a fact? Like, am I falling for something too? Yes. Like there, but that's why just, you know, bet it. We look it up right, right, and do some research on it right. and see so many things. Have, there's, we were like saturated though mm. with this info. Uh, it's, it's too much. But it's also um, because we're combating 
lie after lie after lie. Yeah, and, but the other part too is that I can, I never I'm always still even during his campaign and throughout this last four years, I am always surprised at the way they can spin things. I, and and how I saw a really funny comment on a Facebook post yesterday that made me laugh so hard, or it might have been early this morning, uh, that said. The, the way that Trump followers or Trump himself, whatever, can spin shit into caviar and they like eat it up. It's, yeah. it's incredible. And I and I thought that is the most realistic thing I've ever heard. It's yes. exactly what happens. It's insane. You know, and, and he did this town hall, which I don't I, I got to tell you, are we going to start boycotting these these media outlets that are giving him at 90 minutes to spew bullshit? Like, when are we going to start holding them accountable? Yeah, I mean, the the reporter that was with him. Kind of, she tried to hold her own there. And, Please, and I didn't watch any of it. I saw clips. I saw clips too. And I, I saw a clip it. where he talked about, you know. Um, QAnon and can't deny. No, I didn't even. Oh my God. I, I, I can't I saw, even deny. Have you, that what, do you real. owe money to foreign banks? He goes, oh, I don't know. I don't know. Probably. And I'm like, well, probably. What the yeah. fuck? Like these are, these are conflicts of interest. <laughs> these are things well, that are going to be major problems for America. Of, of course. Or have because, been. because. You know, um, if say my husband and I were talking about this, if, if China decides to buy out his loans, hello, then what, then, then what, then yeah. he's, he, he's owes them something. Listen, and it's so it's all very bad. dangerous. And, and the times put out a really great article the other day of outlining, um, all of the, um, loans. Mm. And it was just very much like, here's the property, here's the loan, here is who owns the loan and some of it were unknown. Right. Right. And, and I think that we do have a vested interest in knowing who these millions and millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars worth of loans. Right. And can I ask you a question? Because if it's going to dictate how you choose to do something. Yeah. Or what information you're going to share. Right. Come on. And how do you think he measures wealth? Is it how much debt you have? Because in that way, he is very wealthy. Yeah. I mean, the hundreds of, he says he's a billionaire, millionaire, whatever. Well, it's now he's saying billionaire, debt. but it's. It's um, all debt. He does have, so he does have, well, but he's more in debt than. Yes. The, the, the however, hundred million or whatever it is that. That, that he ha- supposedly has. Yeah. This New York Times shows that it's like close to a billion in debt or something crazy. I mean, this this whole conversation could be, I mean, you know. I can't wait till we do. We're going to have to do like a a, a uh, short form four episode yeah. like breakdown of the, the Trump administration once we, he gets arrested. We could arrested. go year by year. You know, once he gets arrested. And this is the other reason <laughs> we talked about this last week. He, he needs to stay in office because they're going to come. I would love that the day he like has to drive out of the White House, mm. that they're like, whoop, whoop. Yeah. And they got to they gotta pull him over. <laughs> and they, they got to pull him over. Yeah. And they arrest him like right outside as he's leaving. That would oh. be my dream P.S. Come so, true. What just, what, that's, that, that would be the best. What just flashed in my head is that he's nowhere ever going back to New York because of this. But... So maybe he'll come to Florida because he thinks he'll be safe here. Yeah, please. But did you see this joke? He said he made a joke. But did you see what he said about DeSantis like two days ago? No. That if if that if he doesn't win Florida, he'll find a way to fire DeSantis. Oh, and I started do laughing so hard. And I I'm can't like, wait. Some if some friends, right? Like these yeah. are some buddy buddies. And yeah, like, please. And also he had he did he went to a rally. Um, Matt Gates was at a yes. rally. Matt Gates is this terrible Florida congressman. 
and he um or house rep a u.s house rep yes and I he saw kept this. calling himself the wrong name like rick rick he kept calling him rick, rick gates yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and matt gates i mean what a dumb what a oh, douche I love just it. douche chills all over yes. with that guy all right he he uh, i know and he also said that if he doesn't win, he'd have to leave the country. Yeah, yeah. Out of Bye. Yeah. Like, who's begging you to stay? No one. You're not an American treasure. Ugh. You're the most embarrassing moment. One of the most embarrassing moments in, the, in this country's history. God. And I hope that, I hope to God, this is all very funny the day after the election. <laughs> like, I hope that oh, this conversation I hope, I hope is that funny it's and clear. not sad. I, I mean, that's the one thing. I think that if it's, if we have a landslide without all the vote by mails being counted like then there's really no question yeah so i you know I'm anxious yeah well i gotta tell you i still don't know what's gonna happen i feel i feel momentum i feel like really encouraged by all the vote by mail that's being returned but i think that happened like during the primary last year or in august like i don't know i feel really encouraged by it um i think but that, i can't i'm not counting on anything i will yeah. believe everything when i see it yeah I, I think people are sick of it yeah i really do i i agree um, and people, the other thing I was thinking, like people have been cooped up. Mm-hmm. They've been probably doing nothing but listening to all this mm-hmm. going, I want to get the hell out of my hat. Like I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. Yeah. Now, like it's time to move on. Right. And I hope that that's the energy from both sides that like everyone is suffering under this guy. Yeah. Mm. All right. Okay. Let's, yes. let's get started. Yes. 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 Okay. It's, it's you. Yes. Okay. So, you know. In, 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 in light of an election, <laughs> you know, I was watching, there's a woman who does these great videos. Oh, for F's sake. Why do I always bring up somebody and I forget their name two seconds later? Um, she does these great videos on Facebook and every day and, 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 and some of the times they're just history lessons and she's amazing. Oh God, forget it. I'll try to, I'll try to fit, fit, remember while we're doing this, but she, she was doing a video this week and she's talked about. The election of 1876. I was going to do that. Really? Yes. Oh my God. I had, that's it's that, wild. That was my original one. Really? For this week. Cause I was like, let me do something election. Oh my God. And I had, and I talked to my husband about it and I was like, oh, let's do this. Let's do this. I, and then, um, and then I was like, I wonder if Hillary, <laughs> I really did. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do something completely. And then I just did something completely different. That is but, so crazy. Yes, but I, I kind of looked into it, but I don't. Oh, good. I didn't so we deep can really dive talk, into good. it. Good. We can really talk about it then. Yeah. Well, I, when I sent it to Alfredo, I was like, there's a way this is going to come back. He, he checks our stories to make sure we're not going to do the same one. But yes. I thought Tina's probably <laughs> going to send this one in. But yeah, so she mentioned that this was her favorite election to teach. She's a professor to teach and talk about because it's just so crazy and wild and I was like, what did, What the hell is she talking about? So I went and looked it up. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, yes. this is totally what we have to do. Yes. I have to do this week. Okay, so the election of 1876 for president was coming out of the Civil War. Ulysses S. Grant was president for two terms. He was getting asked to run for a third term. Obviously, I'll get into that. But it comes down to a compromise. They call it the Compromise 1877. And it's fucking insane. Yes, and, and I can't wait. It's just so good. So please jump in. While you I, when you yeah, can. well, I I kind of looked. I did a cursory. Yeah. Um, and then I I just well, stopped. Like the I the thing that this is a, the election this year. I mean, yes, I, not that, not, yes. not that there'll be a compromise or whatever, but it's just the suppressing the vote things yes. like that that were happening and the way that that a lot of things were being done behind closed doors and powerful men were making decisions for the entire country that I think still happens today. Oh, God, I hate okay. it. 
So honestly, I really do think Democrats and Republicans who are in powerful positions both in leadership make compromises without us knowing about it. Oh, please. A hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. That we would be like calling for their fucking heads. Yes. Right. Yes. Okay. So here we go. Um, it was widely assumed during the 18, the year 1875, that incumbent president Ulysses S. Grant would run for a third term as president in spite of the poor economic conditions, the numerous political scandals that had developed since he assumed office in 1869 and a longstanding tradition set by the first president, George Washington, not to stay in office longer than two terms. Grant's inner circle advised him to go for a third term, and he almost did. But the House, by a sweeping 233 to 18 vote, passed a resolution declaring that the two-term tradition was to prevent a dictatorship. Thank you. Yeah, so no mother bagat. Late in the year, President Grant ruled himself out of running in 1876. He instead tried to persuade his Secretary of State, Hamilton Fish, to run for the presidency, but the 67-year-old Fish declined, believing himself too old for the role. Thank you. Hello. Here we are, uh-huh. all these years later, for a little, still, still too I old know. for office. Come on. Uh, Grant nonetheless sent a letter to the convention imploring them to nominate Fish, but the letter was misplaced and never read out to the convention, and huh. Fish later confirmed that he, that he would have declined the nomination, even if they had been offered to him. When the 6th Republican National Convention assembled in Cincinnati, Ohio, on June 14th, 1876, it appeared that James G. Blaine would be the nominee. So here we go. We go to these conventions, oh, and now we're going to work out who yes. the nominee is going to be, right? So on the first ballot, Blaine was just 100 votes short of, an, of a majority. His vote began to slide after the second ballot, however, as many Republicans fear that Blaine could not win the general election. Anti-Blaine delegates could not agree on a candidate until Blaine's total rose 41% on the sixth ballot. Leaders of the Reform Republicans met privately and considered alternatives. They chose Ohio's Reform Governor Rutherford B. Hayes, who, who had been gradually building support during the convention until he finished sixth on the I'm sorry second on the sixth ballot. On the seventh ballot, Hayes was nominated with 384 votes to 351 to Blaine for Blaine. Wheeler, I'm sorry, William A. Wheeler was nominated for vice president by a much larger margin, 366 to 89. So those are the Republicans. Yes. Now we go to the Democratic the Democrat convention. The 12th Democratic National Convention assembled in St. Louis, Missouri in June 1876, the first political convention held by one of the major American parties west of the Mississippi River. Wow. I thought that was pretty cool, right? Yes. 5,000 people jammed the auditorium jammed in the auditorium which of course right now during COVID I'm like like is he the shit I know thousand people jammed in the auditorium I kind of miss being jammed up and around people I know especially music shows like dude I'm so pissed about this oh my god I know I know especially because I like this is the time with our kids to start bringing them the shows and yes dang it so 5,000 people jammed the auditorium in St. Louis with hopes for the Democratic Party's first presidential victory in 20 years the platform called for immediate and sweeping reforms in response to the scandals that had plagued the Grant administration. Okay, so I keep hearing about scandals, so I look up all these scandals. And I got to tell you, I, I, I just found good good things that Grant was doing. Like, I don't know. He pushed for the, for the 15th Amendment to be ratified, which gave black men the right to vote. He encouraged uh, proper treatment of indigenous people. Sympathetic. He was sympathetic to the women's rights and uh, including the suffrage movement. He spoke out that all people yeah. should have the right to vote. He enforced reconstruction and prosecuted the KKK. Like, I don't know. Yeah. This guy was really seemed to me, but of course to Southern Democrats yeah. who, are the, who we're talking yes. about, which we've talked about plenty of times yes. in this podcast, you know, this guy's like, bad guy and he was a general in the civil war for the north so like this is not a great guy 
For them. For them. Yeah. So Samuel J. Tilden won more than 400 votes on the first ballot and then and was nominated by a landslide on the second. Thomas Hendricks was nominated for vice president since he was the only person put forward for the position. The Democratic platform pledged to replace the corruption of the Grant administration with honest, efficient government and to end the rapacity of carpetbag tyrannies in the South. Mm. It called it also called for treaty protection for naturalized United States citizens visiting their homelands, restriction on Asian immigration, tariff reform, and opposition to land grants for railroads. It has been claimed that the voting Democrats received Tilden's nomination with more enthusiasm than any leader since Andrew Jackson. Oh, God. That says a lot right there. Yeah. So Tilden, um, so for the, uh, during the campaign, Tilden, who had prosecuted machine politicians in New York and sent legendary political boss William M. Tweed to jail, ran as a reform candidate against the background of the corruption, again, of the Grant administration. Both parties backed civil re- service reform and an end to reconstruction. Both sides mounted mudslinging campaigns with Democratic attacks on Republican cor- corruption being countered by Republicans raising the Civil War issue, a tactic ridiculed by Democrats who called it waving the bloody shirt. We've heard that before, too, right? Um, In in a similar election. Yeah. Republicans chanted, quote, not every Democrat was a rebel, but every rebel was a Democrat. Oh, God. (laughs) I like that. Hayes was a virtual unknown outside his home state of Ohio, where he had served two terms as a congressman and then two terms as a governor. Henry Adams wrote, quote, Hayes is a third rate non-entity whose only recommendations are that he is obnoxious to no one. (laughs) That's funny. Yeah. He had served in the Civil War with distinction as a colonel of the 23rd Ohio Regiment and was wounded several times, which made him marketable to veterans. Hayes most Hayes's most important asset was his help to the Republican ticket in carrying the crucial swing state of Ohio. Mm. See, it's something it, with all of this. I love it so much because some things just never change. Yes, We're Ohio, always focusing on swing states, yes. right? Uh, and Ohio the, is often yes, still one, one of them. Yep, you know, yep. On the other side, the new, uh, which would be such a fun state to live in during elections, wouldn't it? Well, maybe just for that day. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody uh, once told me, what is it? I, I, oh no, that was Iowa. Never mind. Yeah. Iowa went around. That was the oh. Iowa. <laughs> okay, sorry. Uh, On the other side, newspaper man John DeFries described Democrat Tilden as, listen to these, this buzzing, quote, a very nice, prim, little, withered up, fidgety <laughs> old bachelor, about 120 pounds of voix du poids, who never had a genuine impulse for many nor any affection for women. Oh, no. So, like, what? Outing him? Is he gay? Like, yes. is that what the deal is? Yeah. Why? I mean, we don't know, but... Right, but that's kind of the description of, like, what? Like, very what nicely... The, tell, me, tell me the beginning. It was so funny. A very nice, prim, little, withered-up, fidgety old bachelor. A withered-up, <laughs> fidgety old ba- bachelor. That's so great. I know. The withered-up demo- and fidgety. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine? Uh, uh, the... De- <laughs> I mean, you're not really describing him as attractive. Like, what no. woman's running up to this guy anyway? So the Democratic strategy strategy for victory in the South was highly reliant on paramilitary groups such as the Red Shirts and the White League. Oh, now, we've talked about these groups no. before. Also, I believe it was Broward, right? Napoleon Broward in Florida, who yes. ran for governor, and he was associated with the Red Shirts. So 
The Red Shirts and the White League were organizations that used intimidation and force to achieve political purposes of restoring the Democrats to power, overturning Republicans, and repressing civil and voting rights of freedmen. Uh, so they would go, I don't know, stand out outside a polling place and, and try to intimidate, intimidate people. Yep, here we go. And they would and they'd actually at the time like beat the shit out of black people who tried to vote. They'd beat the shit yeah, out of I, them. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah, they'd stand outside and form a wall in front of the polling That's why place we need and, these poll watchers. Yeah, and they would do this. They would threaten candidates, too. It's, um, it's unbelievable. I know. But this is still the same thing. It's still the same thing. <laughs> I mean, threatening candidates online well, we have, saying things like uh, that. Threatening to kidnap and, yeah, and murder. A governor. And, and, and then we have uh, 45 just said something horrible about her. Mm. After this kidnapping p- plot, that she should be fired or some craziness. He's instigating so of much. Course. It's so fucking sick. It's, it's, it's sick. It's, it's, it's dangerous. So. <sighs> sorry. I know. It's just, it's very frightening. And There's it's so much reality it, of bad uh, things uh, happening. Uh, same as it ever was. Yes. You remember that? Yes. <laughs> that is it. That's the, it's same as it ever was. Yep. My, my boyfriend from the talking heads, yes. David Byrne. Okay. Using the strategy of the Mississippi plan, these groups actively suppress black and white Republican voter turnouts by disrupting meetings and rallies and even using violence and intimidation. They saw themselves as the military wing of the Democratic Party. Now, let me say something else right now. That it, it sings to my heart when I hear military wing of the Democratic Party. I wish <laughs> we had a, a, Democratic a soft party. military wing of this Democratic Party yes. today. I wish we had some fucking balls. We do need some balls I don't, as a not, party. I'm not calling for violence. I'm not calling no. for intimidation. I'm calling for... But, but calling people out. Yes. Being tough. Yes. And showing some fucking balls. Yes. We, 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 I need we, it. We, we are lacking that. We are. We need to call no people bar, out. Cut them off at the And call throat. them out. Yes. And stop and, and just say, you're lying. Yes. You're a liar. Yeah. And and say what it is. Yes. Because they bulldoze everywhere. Mm-hmm. Please. Um, because it was considered improper for a candidate to pursue the presidency actively, ni- neither Tilden nor Hayes actively stumped as part of their campaign, leaving that job to surrogates. Uh, okay, so the election results. So the, here's so in Florida. Oh God, <laughs> why? I, when I saw Florida you, was one of these states that fucked this up, yeah. I go, God damn, motherfucker, we can't get we out can't, of this. We can't. <laughs> We're like trapped. It's at the swamp. We're stuck in the swamp. We yeah. cannot get out of the freaking muck of the swamp. Has there been any election here that hasn't been? <laughs> and any time, and any time, like I'm watching these shows and they're like Florida. I'm like, oh. God, what God? I'm ashamed. It is. I shameful. am ashamed. We should be. We should be shamed. <laughs> it's just unbelievable. But even in this election, here we are, these, right oh, in the middle of ridiculous. all this. Ridiculous. So Florida had four electoral electoral votes. Louisiana had eight, and South Carolina seven. They reported returns that favored Tilden, but election re- who is the Repub- the Democrat. But, but election results in each state were marked by electoral fraud and threats of violence against Republican voters. So here we go. You know, did he win it really win those election, the elections there? Everything started to come into question. And um, the worst case was in South Carolina, where an, where an impossible 101 percent of the eligible voters in the state had their votes counted. 101%, Tina. More people than were actually registered yeah, to vote. That's interesting. Vote in the fucking state. I, I don't, how did, I don't, just oh. let things happen. I mean, if you're going to, if you're going to commit fraud, 
Maybe yeah. stay in a reasonable amount. Yeah, 80, 20. Not even that many people show up now. Yeah, please. Although, P.S., did you see that that county in, 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 in Dallas where Austin is located? Almost like 100% of the voters there have registered to vote. Good. It's the first time it's like ever. Yeah, because people are tired. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's and the I kind swear of thing to God, where I go, okay, well, maybe. And I swear to God, and I know he's a little, uh, what's his face, that Bill, Bill Maher. Yeah. He did like a closing thing the other day mm-hmm. where he talked about how they could like steal this election mm-hmm. by saying, oh, there was something off. There was something messed up with the state. And then we're not going to give our electoral well uh, people to vote. Right. And then it ends up going down to like who runs the state and they have to have like a, a, yes. a vote each. And the Republicans have 26 states. Yeah. And he's like, we can't catch a break. We have, it has to be overwhelming. There it has, has to, to be, it no... has to be overwhelming. And if they do that, like this country is over. Yeah. It's over. Well, it's not, it's, like, over. it's not like elections haven't been stolen before. Yeah. No, We're but talking if about it happened right now, I know, but if, it, but if it happens out, so the other story I was almost going to do was going to do like the whole, uh, Bush. The, the Bush yeah. Gore yeah. thing. And then I didn't, I was like, I'm doing something just different. Um, but yeah, same thing, same thing, same thing. That's why he wants the court. Yeah. One of the points of contention revolved around the design of the ballots. At the time, parties would print ballots or, quote, tickets to enable voters to support them in the open ballots. To aid illiterate voters, the parties would print symbols on the tickets. Oh, no. In this election, many Democratic ballots were printed with the Republican symbol, which was Abraham Lincoln on them. So if you're voting for the Democrat, they would, if to trick the voter... They would give them their their ballot, the Democratic ballot, but it would have the Abraham Lincoln on it. They would take it thinking they were voting for the Republican, but oh. it was really voting for the Democrat. Do you understand what I'm yes. saying? Okay. So just like they do this today, by yes. the way, you could go to the polls and they hand out, um, uh, what do they call them? The cards, the yes. endorsement cards. Yes. And uh, it looks like it's a Democratic ticket. It's blue. It's a, it looks yes. like an endorsement card that's got all the candidates listed on it. But the Republican candidates, but people who don't know the candidates yes. or their names or whatever, are confused because it's all oh, blue yes. and it looks like it's a Democrat ticket. And it's the same thing here. The it's, same exact thing. It's garbage. Okay. So the Republican-dominated state's electoral, state electoral commission subsequently disallowed enough Democratic vote, votes to award their electoral co- votes to Hayes. So both parties were fucking yes. with everybody on this. In two southern states, the governor, recognized by the United States, had signed the Republican certificates. The So again, what you were just saying about it coming down to the person who's in charge. Yes. Right. Yes. Uh, like Jeb Bush. Yes. Right. For his brother's election. Yes. Uh, the Democratic certificates from Florida were signed by the state attorney general and the new Democratic governor. Those those from Louisiana were signed by the Democratic gubernatorial candidate. Oh, and those from South Carolina by no state official. So it's all like different. Yes. Nobody knows what the fuck. Why would a candidate for a governor sign these sign the certificate saying that these are the votes that are going? Yeah, in? give me it's, a break. The guy's not even elected. Yeah. Okay. So in South Carolina, the Tilden electors, who's the, the Democrats, simply claim that they were chosen by the popular vote and they were rejected by the state election board. So they're not even allowing them to come in. Meanwhile, in Oregon. The vote of a single elector was disputed. So one, one of the electoral votes. The statewide result clearly favored Hayes, who's the Republican. Right. But the state's Democratic governor, the Lafayette Grover, claimed that one GOP elector, former postmaster John Watts, was ineligible under 
um, Article 2, Section 1 of the United States Constitution since he was a, quote, person holding an office of trust or profit under the United States, end quote. Oh, my God. Grover then substituted a Southern Democratic elector in his place. This is bonkers. Yeah. Nobody is a nonpartisan in any of this. They're all making this. Oh, of course. So this is making me so scared. The two Republican electors dismissed Grover's actions and each reported three votes for Hayes while the Democratic elector, C.A. Cronin, reported the one vote for Tilden and the two votes for Hayes. So it kind of was like, like, you know, he got a couple from here. This is all in Oregon. The two Republican electors presented a certificate signed by the state secretary of state of Oregon, which I think it comes down to the secretary of state now, right? That's what it is now. Uh, Cronin and two electors... By he appointed user certificates signed by the governor and attested by the state secretary of state. Yes. Ultimately, all three of Oregon's votes were awarded to Hayes, who's I the mean, Republican. This is unbelievable, and this is what if this happens, I'm telling you, there's, it, I I can't I can't. This is giving, this is making me so anxious. I know. Um, I'm sorry. This is probably why I shouldn't have done it. <laughs> but again, this is no, like after the, it. This is coming out after the election. I know. So maybe this is foreshadowing, like what, what's going to happen the day before. I don't know. Oh my God, please to, God, I don't know. No. I don't know. I don't no. know. Ultimately, no. all three of Oregon's votes were awarded to Hayes. Okay, I said that already. Yeah. Hayes thus had a majority of one in the Electoral College. Okay, so yes. they go to bed that night. Everybody, The guy who was running Hayes' campaign goes to bed in Ohio thinking, fucking guy, Yeah, you know. We did it. That's it. They wake up because they realize somebody in New York for the Democrats, I think, realized that if they start calling out these four states that that Tilden could, you know, they could win. So the Democrats cried fraud. They suppressed this suppressed excitement, the suppressed excitement across the country. Threats were even muttered that Hayes would never be inaugurated. In Columbus, Ohio, a shot was fired at Governor Hayes's residence as he sat down for dinner that night. Supporters Ooh. marched and then supporters marched to his home calling for the president. Hayes urged the crowd that, quote, it is impossible to say at so early a time to obtain the results. So he's even like everybody calm the fuck down. Yeah. Right? No. See, now not, not go take is, to the streets. Yeah. This is not uh, what would happen here. What would no. happen here would be. I don't know. Uh, uh, it, it's, it's, you know, if yeah. I win, it's a fair process. If I lose, it's fake. It's fraud. Yeah. That, 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 that alone makes no sense. Yeah. It's either fraud or it's not fraud. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, I, I listen. I never, heard, I never heard anything about fraud again after he won 2016. It was fraud, yeah. fraud, fraud, fraud for six fraud, months fraud. leading up to that. That's the funny thing. And then these people are like, well, yes, if he wins, it's, it's, he won fair and square. But if he loses, then it was, you know, he was cheated. It's like, yeah. no, no. We were cheated. A baby. Let's be honest. You're a At baby. At the end of the day, the American people have been You're cheated. You're a baby. Yeah. So President Grant quietly strengthened the military force in and around Washington. The Constitution provides that, quote, the president of the Senate shall, in presence of the Senate and House of Representatives, open all the electoral certificates and the votes shall then be counted, end quote. Certain Republicans held that held that the power to count the votes lay with the president of the Senate, the House and the Senate being more spectators. OK, so they're saying just the president should be doing it. Yes. Of the Senate. The Democrats objected to this construction since the Republican president of the Senate, Thomas W. Ferry, could then count the votes of the disputed states for Hayes. Right. So they're like, of course, well, yeah. this, like that would be Mitch effing McConnell <sighs> oh my being God. the one determining what the hell's going on. Right. God, he's not. Oh, wait, a- who's the president of the Senate? Is it? Oh, no, no. No. Is it? Is it Pence? As a vice president. I yeah. I think he's the president of the Senate, right? Yeah. Okay. So, that, again, we're not in good shape. We're not, no. <laughs> um, 
The Democrats insisted that Congress should continue the practice followed since 1865, which was that no vote objected to should be counted except by the concurrence of both houses. The the House had a solid Democratic majority by throwing out the vote of one state. It it could then elect Tilden. So they're saying, like, if there's a question, then we shouldn't even be considering it. Like, these four states are in question, then fuck them. Like, get them out. The House had a solid Democratic majority. Okay, I told you that. Facing an unprecedented constitutional crisis, the Congress of the United States passed a law on January 29th, 1877, that formed a 15-member electoral commission to settle the result. Five members were selected from each House of Congress, and they were joined by five members of the Supreme Court. William M. Everts served as counsel for the Republican Party. The majority party in each House named three members and and the two minority party and the minority party got two two members as the republican con- control republicans controlled the senate and the democrats the house of representatives this yielded five democrats democratic and five republican members of the commission okay so even of the supreme court justices two republicans and two democrats were chosen with the fifth to be selected by these four members so now they've got a, these four got you know have to go look and say okay yes. which one of who who's left on supreme court we can take the justices first selected a political independent justin dave justice david davis according to one historian no one Quote, no one, perhaps not even Davis himself, knew which presidential can- candidate he preferred, end quote. So the typical annoying as fuck, mother- independent motherfucker, yeah. right? Like, I don't know who I like. Yeah. You better fucking pick a side. Like, pick a yes. side. That's how this guy was. He's like, ooh, right? Yeah, but okay, it's but better like, than... we need this guy here, yeah, though, right? Yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah. So let's It's see. better than the other way. <laughs> so guess what happened to this guy? So just oh, as the no. Electoral Commission bill was passing Congress, the legislative, the legislature of Illinois elected... Davis to the Senate. This oh, guy. come on. This, the Supreme Court justice who we need there, this independent. <laughs> this is the shadiest thing I've ever listened to in my life. Democra- so Democrats in the Illinois legislature, you know, our friendly Southern Democrats, believed that they had purchases, purchased Davis's support by voting for him. However, they had made a miscalculation. Instead of staying on the Supreme Court so that he could serve on the commission, he promptly resigned as a justice oh, to take his Senate no. seat. He's like, bye. So now they got to find some, get somebody else, right? So all the remaining available justices were Republicans. Ugh. So the four justices already selected, ch- ch- already that were what already idiots. on this commission, chose Justice Justice Joseph P. Bradley, who was considered the most impartial remem- remaining member of the court. Right. So. It was drawing dangerously close to Inauguration Day. The commission met on January 31st, 1877. The commission first decided not to question any returns that were, um, they called it prima facie, lawful. So yeah. on the face, you know, first look, it doesn't look like it's Ill- illegitimate, so we're good. Yes. We're taking all the ones that look good. So here's what happens, right? Oh, God. During intense closed-door meetings, Democratic leaders agreed reluctantly to accept Rutherford B. Hayes, the Republican, as president in return for the withdrawal of federal troops from the last two still occupied southern states, South Carolina and Louisiana, and an an agreement to end Reconstruction. I hate everything. That is the Compromise of 1877. This is an election that's handed over to the Republicans. The Democrats agree that they'll let him win, the Southern Democrats, if they get the fuck out of their southern states yeah after a civil war after a civil they war are traitors and with with reconstruction on the line and 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 
Meanwhile, those federal troops were put there by you, the President Grant because of course of the shit that was happening yes. after the Civil War still in those states. Yes. They were not, they, first of all, they were not allowed to send, they were not allowed to have Congress people. They could not have congressmen sitting in the Senate, those states, South Carolina, Louisiana, Florida, yeah. until they stopped the bullshit they were doing there. And you so know, South Carolina, they, uh, I believe it was South such, Carolina, they, such, they were not allowed to have con- two congressmen there until they stopped their bullshit, like suppressing the vote. Right. Because they needed to You know, ratify. and guess what? It should be like that. Yeah. So it what should happens, be like that? There what, should be penalties on, yes. on states that are. So once are doing they started this. to go along, they pulled the federal troops out, and they and then here and we are. They, they would get and look at where we are, and, and then Jim but Crow. These two states, give me a break. These two states wouldn't stop the bullshit. So they this they agreed to this, and so what do you think happens when those troops leave? Yeah, well, business as usual, right? Wilmington, by the way, I looked yeah. up. I looked up Wilmington, North Carolina. That amazing story that you did, yeah. the, the massacre there, that happened about seventeen years after this. Yeah. I mean, this is the kind of shit that the feder- if federal troops were sitting there, they would not be doing that it kind of bullshit. Happen. So, you know, you still got all the shit happening. Okay, so this is basically, again, powerful men decided who was yeah. going to be president then. And also, not for nothing, but Hayes to take power and allow this kind of shit to go on. Yeah. It's fucking bullshit. And he should say, well, now I'm president. Well, this is now I'm going to I'm, I'm going to send troops back in. So Grant so was still not? in office when this thing, you know, yeah. he was still the president when this agreement happened and he withdrew those troops <laughs> and he did it, he says, because he wanted to avoid more civil disruption. I mean, this is yeah. this is again, this is a country on the brink of another. But you know what? We should have maybe war. maybe we should have had another civil war. But maybe. And like you, you know? said many times. And it's like two states. You've said this many times and I never thought about it until you said it. And then every time reconstruction comes up, you're like, reconstruction bullshit. Burn those plantations to the ground. Yes. I'm trying to, I'm not quoting yes. you directly, but like burn them to the ground. Yes. Kill the motherfuckers who are treasonous. Yeah, bye. And let's move the fuck. No yes. statues no in your statues. honor. Goodbye. Get the fuck out. They all should have been like, like thrown in jail. Yes. It's, they should have, it should have been a message. Yeah. And they there's well, look no at, message. And so look at what happens. Now we have an election. Look at, and look, and look at where we are now. People running around with their stupid Confederate flags. And they, the threat of violence against people who want to vote. And that's what happened after this, after they were, the suppressing of black people. That's right. after this happened. Now there's poll taxes. Now there's literacy tests at right. the, the polls for black, for black men who want to go vote. After this whole shit went down. Yes. It's garbage. Because, because it's all pow- at Grant's, yeah, at Grant's inauguration. There were more black people there than any other um, a, a presidential inauguration before. Like this was this man being elected, Ulysses right. S. Grant, was a big hope for black folks that were yeah. living in this country. That and, things could change. And look at where and we look are. what happens after twenty twenty. But after two terms, he gives it all. This whole thing gets given away, and now they're back and living in fear. Well, yeah. I mean, they, it's that's never ended either. No. Oh, Tina. It's it's shameful. So Republican leaders in, in return agreed on a number of handouts and entitlements, including federal subsidies for a transcontinental railroad and railroad line through the South. Although some of these promises were not kept, in particular the railroad pr- proposal, it was enough for the time being to avert a dangerous standoff. Have the dangerous standoff. Yeah. How about just take the fucking, yeah. you know, bull take, by the yeah. horns. I was just going to say take the bull by the horns. Like, let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Can't do it. Um, Bradley joined the other seven Republican committee members in a series of eight to seven votes that gave 
all 20 disputed electoral votes to Hayes, giving Hayes a 185 to 184 electoral victory. The commission adjourned on March 2nd. Hayes privately took the oath of office the next day and was publicly sworn in into office on March 5th, 1877. Hayes was inaugurated without disturbance. Hayes should have been and by like, the way, thank you. You know, and then do what you want now that you're president. And we don't negotiate with terrorists. No. You're fucking terrorists. That's what they did. They negotiated yeah. with domestic terrorists. Yeah. The returns accepted by the commission put Hayes' margin of victory in South Carolina at 889 votes, the second closest margin, popular vote margin in a decisive state in U.S. history after the election of 2000, which was decided by 537 votes in Florida. <sighs> Though in 2000, the declared margin of victory in the Electoral College for George W. Bush with, was five votes as opposed to Hayes' one vote. Though it is not possible to conclude definitively what the result would have been if a fair election had been held without the violence and intimidation throughout the South that disenfranchised many African Americans made eligible to vote under the 15th Amendment, in the likeliest fair scenario, Hayes would have won the election with 189 electoral votes to Tilden's 180 by winning all of the states that he did ultimately carry, plus Mississippi, but minus Florida. In a truly fair election, it seems probable that South Carolina, Mississippi, and Louisiana, which had all gone, which had, which all had majority black populations, would have gone Republican, while Florida, with a majority of white population, would have likely gone to Tilden. So the, yeah. the, poli- the, the political power that the black men voting yes. had. They I don't keep saying men because the women, these women, the black women did not have the right to vote at the right. time, but it, the, the power that they had. That's why the red shirts and this white league even existed. It's uh, and it's the same thing today. Look it's at this... the lines in Georgia to early vote. Yeah, and it's all people of color today. This yes. is today. Yes, um, eleven hours in line. Come on. It is therefore likely that Hayes would have won uh, more of the popular vote in a fair election, perhaps even a majority. Upon his defeat, Tilden said, "Quote: I can retire to public life with the consciousness that I shall receive from posterity." The credit of having been elected to the highest position in the gift in the gift of the people without any of the cares and responsibilities of the office, end quote. Mm. Congress would eventually enact the Electoral Count Act in 1887 to provide more detailed rules for the counting of electoral votes, especially in cases where multiple states of electors have been received from a single state. I have a lot of other I, I'm not going to get into this. It's just basically the results and how many votes went where, but I kind yeah. of, I feel like we've kind of gone through that yeah. and you know, I don't know. It's, it's just fair to say that when they always, I, one of my favorite things, cause it happens every election is when they say, this is the most important election of our lifetime. This is the most yeah. important. I, and I, and they said it with Bush. They said yeah. it with Clinton. They said it with Obama. They are saying it now. And, and listen, um, every election, every election, be the most shifts, important. Yeah. But they all sh- have life. a shift on, the what where this country goes there's a it's like dropping um a pebble in a lake it's like yeah. every single thing that happens is going to have a direct effect on the future of this country and this is a, a perfect example of what happened direct result yes. of an election and it's horrible and, and an election it's horrible yes. because it's 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 so many years yeah so many years uh, the after effect and, and and we don't learn this again these are the things like you don't learn in history class yeah you know at all um it's always just sort of like civil war abraham lincoln everything was great no no it wasn't really great or you'll get like maybe you know a lesson on jim crow right um but really i don't know we we need to do more 
we, we need to like really have our kids understand but also this it, kind of like ripple effect. Yes, and, and also how I it think, impacts things today. Yes. I also think that we should understand that all of these these tricks that are happening, all of these things, this is not new. These are the same old, same old, same old that has been happening forever. Yeah. You know, a, a poll tax in Florida is not a new thing. No. It's the same old. The only thing that's that's different is that uh we have the we have different people doing it, but it's the same yeah. It's, you know what I mean? It's but just, it's all for the same reason. Yeah. It's all for the power grab. It's all to maintain control. And it, it's only gotten worse. I just, you know, I, well, I just, it's ugh. the shocking part is that you, at some point you thought that, you know, we've had these discussions. We watched the hoses in Birmingham. Yeah. We watched the dogs being released on people. You would think at some point it would click. Right. But I think that history is always bound to repeat itself. It's always bound to like do this thing, but it's like how, how short are our memories when we, when it comes like our very mind? Short. Yeah. It's very short. It's incredible. It's very short. And I, the only thing I'm hoping is because of how crazy things are right now that people realize like, I can't just vote for the R next to someone's name. Mm-hmm. They need to really think about what it means. Yeah. Ugh. Oh, Tina. Dang. Well, my story is a little more lighthearted. Oh, thank God. Thank Ish. God. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot have this be the yes. rest of my day. <laughs> yes. So I kind of came across as a recent story and it just, it made me laugh a little bit. Um, cause the guy, we have again, one of these like family values guys <laughs> that gets caught up in something. So today mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you the story of Duncan D. Hunter of San Diego, California. Hmm. So Duncan D. Hunter served as a U.S. House rep for California beginning in 2008. But when allegations of campaign finance violations emerge, the Justice Department hunts for answers. (laughs) (laughs) Dear God. All right. So our story takes place in San Diego, California. San Diego, I think, you know, beach town. I think. Beautiful. Navy. Yeah. But did you know, I, I kind of looked up like weird laws in San Diego because I came across one. Um, like one of them is you can get fined for leaving your holiday lights up uh, past February. <laughs> but the worst one I saw was that you have to have a permit if you want to walk on city streets with heels that are larger than two inches and less than a square inch wide. So like no spiked heels. What? Unless you have a permit. Like that's um, a like, current law. It's a law. Yeah. Oh my God. Come Isn't on. that ridiculous? Yes. San Diego. Come I went there on. for a wedding. My cousin got married there. Did, Gorgeous. Oh, it's beautiful. Holy cow. Beautiful. So before I get into some details of the crime, I want to dive into this guy's background. So in 2008, Duncan was a 30 something former Marine who served in Afghanistan. And in 2008, he won election to his house seat, and he succeeded his father. So his father was Duncan L. Hunter, and he's Duncan D. Hunter. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and who, to that point, his dad had served 14 consecutive terms. Whoa. It's been there a super long time. And he didn't pursue re-election for the seat because he had thrown his hat in the 2008 presidential election, and I don't mm-hmm. even remember that name. So no. he probably didn't get very far, and then his son was running for the seat that he So it's like you're out. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, he comes from this political family. And Duncan Jr., um, he fought, he was actually like in the field um, 
artillery in Fallujah and mm. he fought the battles there and he was also deployed to Afghanistan in 2007 after announcing his candidacy. Oh, wow. He, he did a little bit of time. So he did a lot of time uh, as as a Marine and he did say later on that he suffered from, you know, um, the effects of fighting yeah. in that um, um, in those instances. Mm. So according to Tara Golshan's uh, Vox article, uh, as a rep, um, when Hunter ran for re-election in 2018, he really demonstrated his racism. So he, while he is, he is someone that served our country, and, you know, you don't take that away from him, fine, but he is not a good person, really, mm. at all. Um, and he attacked a Amar Kampa Najjar, who was his Mexican-Palestinian opponent, and called him... You guessed it, an Islamist. What? And a security threat. And someone who would, quote, infiltrate Congress if he was elected. So not that it matters, <sighs> but this guy, Kampa uh, uh, Najjar, that he was running against, actually converted to Christianity as a teen. And it, again, those facts don't matter, but he's looking at his background, his name. Yes. And name. he is, you know, uh, you know, it's those dog whistles, the yes. deliberate race baiting. And, and what year was this again? 2018. Oh God. His okay. reelection. I was going to say, if it was like 2000. We are really getting into like the, yeah. Yeah. But okay. Like, I mean, it's, it's <clears> a little late on. in the game. A for little this late. Now. Are we so, still really, this is, we're still doing this. He's still doing this. So his whole thing is like, let's go for the fear tactics. Like that's how he operated in that election. And it's disgusting. And, you know, the pointed language, like he's going to infiltrate, mm -hmm. you know, he's going to gain access mm -hmm. to, uh, you know, uh, and damage our American liberties or whatever he's thinking of. So he he is definitely anti-Muslim. Some bills that you'll just love with this guy. He co-sponsored the Dignity for Unborn Child Act. Mm -hmm. He co-sponsored a plan to defund Planned Parenthood. Uh, act and other anti-abortion bills. He was against um, sanctuary campuses and sanctuary cities. He is pro-gun, pro-conceal and carry, uh, you know, with weapons. And according to um, Webster and Lyons New York Times article, folks on his staff said he was Trump before Trump oh, because of his combative attitude. So this just kind of paints a picture of the kind of guy he is. And he's fairly young. I mean, he was born in 76. Yeah. So he's, you know. Um, 44? Yeah. And this is 2018. So, yeah. you know, he's a early 40s yeah. uh, uh, guy. He should know better. Uh, you know, it's not like he's some old guy that's like, <laughs> oh, oh yeah. I'm rooted in these beliefs or like those excuses that we give to boomers. Yeah. You know. Um, but, I, you know, this is what this is the rhetoric. This yeah. is you fall in this line like this is what you, you know. Uh, I guess it depends yeah. on where you're running as a Republican, but yeah, there are, you know, I don't know if you noticed, but there's lots of more Republicans coming out against this Trump. They even yes. seated, seated Republicans that are uh, the guy that was Sassis or Sassis, whatever his name is. He's in, yeah. I think in, oh, fuck, I, I got to tell you, names come in and out of my brain, <laughs> but there was a phone call he was on. It was, it was, somebody was recording it and it was like with donors, like with constituents yeah. and, um, 
somebody asked him something and he went off on Trump and how his family's using this as a business. Of course. You know how much money they're making? I know. And he's that hotel alone over there in DC that, that it should be against the law. He's, it is against the law. I know. But he's, no one does anything about it. He has said stuff about Trump before, but he kind of died down from saying it like years, you know, when Trump was running and then he won and he didn't say now he's coming out again. And and he said, yeah. And when, so they asked about it, he goes, yeah, I said it. So what? Like who fucking cares? Like he doesn't fucking care. Well, and then there's a lot of, um, Republicans for Trump. Um, I'm a Republican. I'm voting for Biden. There's the Lincoln Project. So there's a hopefully all of this. Oh, you know, yeah. P.S. Uh, I know. I love the Lincoln. I'm, I'm cool. That's cool. But I saw a whole thing about them, and I think it is something to discuss. By the way, yeah, is that's cool that you want to be Republicans who want to help get Trump out of office. And but and, but you have created this. Yes. System. One of the guys, and there's a guy who ran McCain's McCain's campaign, who um, I believe his name whatever i you know he's the one who told him to pick sarah palin like yeah. this is the kind of bullshit we're give talking me a break. about so yeah break. it's like it's like trying to save your own skin before going into yeah saint peter at the gates you and, know the, I mean? and the thing that i can't stand and i know i probably i know i said it last time but i'm gonna say it again like this whole amy cohen uh coney barrett mm-hmm. um i cannot stand this oh the Dems don't want a woman. <laughs> and it's like, like, so, so women are just stupid. Yeah. Like we're just so stupid that like, Oh, there's a woman there. I'm so happy. Like, that's what it is. Like that, that we, there's no other thought that goes in to the type of woman that she is to the beliefs that she holds to how she's going to rule on, on issues that are important to women, that she's not a feminist. And, and, and so just like we, we can discern with men though. Right. We can say different things and go like, no, two men are the same, but all women are are the fucking same. And just because she's a woman, we have to celebrate it. Right. Give me a break. It pisses me off. Well, P.S. I haven't watched this fucking sham of a hearing. Listen, if she gets on, she gets on. Like that's, this is what it is at this point. Okay. This is a Senate Republic, Republican (sighs) Senate. Like we're fucked. She she has no experience. But I will encourage you and every fucking buddy else to go find the clip of her introducing her children that are sitting behind her. Oh, give me hearing. a break. Did you hear the difference between how she talked about the adopted children compared to her children she gave birth to? The way she described each one of them? It is really fucking weird. It's weird. I and didn't hear that. Like praising how wonderful these other kids are, her birth children, and then the way she describes the children that she adopted. It's just so fucking weird it's almost like this martyrdom of like i rescued i don't know if the kid's name is oh, david young God. david from an orphanage he was barely 70 pounds or something like that you know but then like oh what my he's God. it's just it's like that the white more, savior she's the white yes savior. it's yeah. so that's enough for me yeah. i got it i got Ugh. it i don't Ugh. know anything else about her Ugh. i know you guys you guys have told me some stuff about her like i get it i just know that we're fucked here yeah. with this. So I I can't focus. I got to focus on what I can do and not what I can't do. Yeah. No, I know. Fuck uh, it. All right. So the other thing uh, that their article noted about uh, Duncan is that he was really into the D.C. bar scene when he was <laughs> spending time like in D.C. And but at the same time, he's one of these family values guys. Right, wait a minute. I got to look up a picture of this guy. What What is it? What's it? Duncan... A Duncan D. Hunter. All right, I'm looking up a picture. Okay, look it up. I'm going to keep going here. So what did he do? So according to Oklahoma News 4, in 2017, the Justice Department looked into violations of campaign finances and found that Duncan 
siphoned more than $250,000 to fund his and his wife's lifestyle. Oh. Oh. But the piece that I really love about the story is how the money was spent. All right, so here we go. By the way, he looks exactly like I thought he would. Yeah, like a little frat boy with his hair. Give me a break. Those big, scary eyes. Ugh. So um, according to Ozzy Paper's New York Times article, they spent, this is Duncan and his wife, Margaret Duncan, they spent $11,300 at Costco. Damn. Like overtime, obviously. $3,300 spent at In-N-Out Burger, which, by the way, I know you don't eat meat. (laughs) And at the time, I... Uh, was vegetarian, but I would still go like in and out burger without the the meat and I just oh. get like a little cheese, like a grilled cheese and the fries. But in and out is like the place I've to heard. go. I've heard. Um, yeah. in and out Burger, Carl's Jr., McDonald's, Burger, Burger King and other fast food restaurants. Uh, more than $14,000 for a family trip to Italy. Ooh. I mean, beautiful. $250 paid to United Airlines to fly a family pet to dc um and the pet i believe was a rabbit and it's crazy it's crazy and according to the department of justice they also spent funds on video games lego sets play-doh dog food utilities luxury hotels and the san diego union tribunes uh, cook and mcdonald also noted that private school tuition and dental pills were paid for too does he not have a other there's no other jobs happening in this He's family? making, well, I'll, I'll tell you, I have his salary a okay. little later on in the story. But that was what his he and his wife spent money on. But Duncan also. Oh, I love this. Please be something so gross. Also. Please be gross. Had a little bit on the side. Yes. Five different mistresses. <gasps> what? Yes. So much for family values. Five, Five. mistresses. Now, one of the court documents, and I put them in our, our, our show notes, and I really love it because it's a court, it's a, the official court document, and it shows that Hunter started taking money as early as 2009, and his affairs began around that time as well. And it was just like one, you know, one affair, and then the one ended, and another woman, and things like that. Jesus. And he's not spending like a ton of money, but all of the women are noted as being congressional staffers and lobbyists. And the claim, the the document also claims, they're like, look, we know that Hunter and his defense team, they're going to try and say, like, these were work meetings because they were, like, D.C. folks. And they were like, but we're going to show you that, you know, it really wasn't work meetings. And, like, the language that they use um, is – uh, you know, they were meeting and it was definitely of a personal nature, like for their hookups. Like that's yeah. how they phrased it. Like, you know, he's spending the night at their houses. Well, he lived Jesus. with one at, at the house in DC with this one, when he would go stay in DC. Um, he oh my would, God. yes, yes. Okay. And, and in the document, the women all have code names. Oh God. So, and it's just like, me. but it's just individual. So uh, one is individual 14. And this is from 2009 to 2012. He lived with her in her home in DC Bought food and drinks uh, while living with her from campaign funds. Ski vacation that included a car rental, room service, hotel fees, and airfare. He went on a double date trip with another congressman and his date uh, to Virginia. And that included the bar tab and reimbursement for travel fees. Jesus, he's just like out in the open with these women. Uh, Jack Ingram concert where food and booze were paid for. And he also paid for another hotel trip, golfing, and clothes. 
um, I think he bought her like it was like an Adidas. He bought her stuff from the Adidas store at like this golf uh, club that they were at. Then there was Individual 15, uh, and that lasted from Jill, um, I'm sorry, it lasted from 2012 till July of 2015. And with this one too, he stayed with her in her DC home, paid for Uber rides like to her house, uh, cocktails, drinks, food, like dates throughout the relationship. And then there were like sort of these like kind of maybe one night stands sort of things. So there was Individual 16. Uh, from January 2015, and I'm not sure exactly how long it was. I think it was a couple months, and those were like dinner and dates that were paid for with campaign funds. Jeez, individual can you 17. Pull out the card and pay for it with this money. Yes, Damn. individual 17, October 2015, a one night stand. Because they're like, well, he went to the hotel with her, and they were not where it was clearly of a personal nature, you know. But, but you know, um, somebody has to reconcile all of this stuff who yes. works on the campaign. Yes. Individual 18, January 2016, hooked up with her a couple of times, paid for Ubers, like going over place and whatnot. So <laughs> how much could an I Uber know. cost? How much could that cost? You can't pull money out of your own fucking yes. pocket to pay for Uber. Yeah. No, it's all on the campaign dime. So over $250,000. Oh, Tina. My favorite part, though, is that in Tim... Uh, Arango's New York Times article, he notes that Hunter subtly Im- implicates his wife in all of this and saying, so like he first, they're questioning him and he denies it in the beginning. And he says she was the one in charge of finances for both the home and the campaign. So can you imagine like they're both like <laughs> using this money, private school, Legos, all this stuff. Then he's banging five chicks on the side and he's like, it's, oh, my wife was in charge. Like you're going to push it all on her. Wow. And you have kids? Yeah. Give me a break. Wow. I mean, she's guilty too, but what a dirtbag. Oh, well, I mean, what on. a dirtbag. When you what lay kind down of, with dogs, you know. Tina, you get fleas. Yes. That's what uh, I was going to say my mama used to say, but yes. that's not true. I probably heard it in a movie, but that's the fact. <laughs> yes, that's, that's the, the fact. truth. Honey, when you lay down with this guy, you think he's going to have your back? Oh, no, he's oh, not going to no. have your back. No. So uh, Adam Edelman of NBC News notes that when he... That when first charged, he cites uh, Fox News's The Story, where Hunter said, quote, When I went away to Iraq in 2003 the first time, I gave her power of attorney. She handled my finances throughout my entire military career, and that continued on when I got into Congress. She was also the campaign manager, so whatever she did, that'll be looked at too, but I'm sure I didn't do it. She was the campaign manager? <laughs> yeah. But, like, it's I'm, sure, like I'm sure I didn't do it's anything. It's almost like what? he... Yeah, a jerk. It's like he set this up, though. It's like he set up this whole thing to happen. Oh, my God. So he denies it all. But when, but the great thing is, is like when his wife is confronted, she's like, I'm guilty. <gasps> uh, yes, yes. And I will testify against him. And like she makes a deal. Oh, my God. Yes. What is happening? Yes. This is amazing. Yes. I know. I'm like, way to go, girl. All right. So basically the charges, like there are all these charges and they all end up boiling down to uh, one count of misuse of campaign funds because that's what he did. I can't believe the guilty. Like I think <laughs> I love that. She's like, I was going to say, like, I've been in some pretty fucked up. Well, not pretty fucked up, but some fucked up relationships. But this is like the most fucked up thing yes. I've ever heard in my life. Yes. I've never met two people who obviously fucking hate each other so yeah, much. Well, but but. Imagine being her and hearing him yeah. say this, and then and then now I would be like, "Fuck you!" Yeah, it's like, good for her. But at the same time, it's like <sighs> I wonder at some point if they had stuck together. I don't know if they could have fought it. Yeah. Or... 
So. But immediately they're like, nope, and start pointing fingers in the other yes. direction. That's just cl- so, so good. Yes. So he finally, 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 finally pleads guilty in December of 2019, like just recently. And he resigned his position in January 2020. And a bunch of people were calling for him to resign and, yeah. you know, like that he's holding off and all that crap. So his wife, um, you know, um, because she pleaded guilty right away and testified against him as part of her deal, she ends up getting sentenced to eight months, but of house arrest. So she's able to avoid going to jail. And so, you know, it sucks, but yeah, you know, she's not going to jail and she's still with her kids and whatnot. And he ends up getting sentenced to 11 months in federal prison. Mm. And according to Neil Vigdor's New York times article, assistant U S attorney, Phil Halpern had this to say after Hunter sentencing, unfortunately in our country, too many people have come to embrace the notion that the individuals who write the laws feel they're above the laws. Ooh. And you know that we see it happen all the time. Wow. And U.S. Department of Justice notes that Assistant uh, U.S. Attorney Emily Allen stated, quote, this is not a case about mismanagement or sloppy accounting or mistakes. Duncan Hunter intentionally took money that did not belong to him and used it for his own benefit. For that he has been held accountable and we are pleased that today he has taken this first step toward taking responsibility for his crime. Wow. He finally like admitted. I mean, if they're spending $250,000, how much did they raise for this campaign? I mean, is that orange County? Is that like a real wealthy area? I mean, I I don't remember what County San Diego's in, but it's a lot of money to to like just be spending 250. What did they spend on the actual campaign? This is crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. Um, the other thing, though, because remember, his father Ooh. had held oh. that seat for a long oh. time. Oh. And according to Victor, Hunter's father, Hunter Sr., saw all of this as a political hit job. Oh, my and God. That, and Hunter's attorney saw this only as misappropriation of funds, not some huge fraud scheme. And they also said that Hunter should have house arrest because he served his country. <laughs> and so, <laughs> wait, like, wait, wait, I know, wait. I know. <laughs> It's crazy. Oh, like, and oh, here's that thing again. Just oh. because I did all these good things before, somehow, that doesn't mean you get to be co- like held accountable for like the things that you've done yeah. after. So you don't like, get to follow the law of the country you were yes. defending. Yeah, no. What the fuck? It's crazy. It just, it's like just because you did something good doesn't mean like, like. So it's like, oh, I'm gonna do all these good things. So in case I do a bad thing, like it balances it out. Wow. That's not how the world works. Wow. So but behind closed doors, you know, that father was like, you stupid fuck. You spent yes. money on McDonald's and Uber. Yes. You dumb piece of shit. On your, on your kid's private school tuition. Oh my God. Moron. So some points of interest. Yeah. Cook and McDonald of the San Diego Union Tribune reported that even though Hunter made $175,000 a year, <laughs> yeah. they were still deep in debt. And I, oh. they overdraft on their account over 1,000 times in a seven year period. Wow. So it's like, what are they spending their money on? And it's luxury trips. You know, it's like this, 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 they want the luxury life despite not being able to afford it. And I'm sorry, but $175,000 a year is a lot of money. That is. Like you should be able to have, you know, maybe you can't send your kid to some big elite private school and that's okay. Like, I'm like, do you have to send them to private school? Do you have to take the luxury trips? Do you have to buy you know, $11,000 worth of stuff at Costco, like have some, you know, uh, discretion. Like, do do you have to have all of the things? And our culture is all about having all of the things all of the time. Yep. Like just, it's, we're so materialistic. It's disgusting. And it's all about 
competition, money, greed, and, and we raise our children to just want and want and want and be greedy. And it's disgusting. I read something that talked about how Instagram is so much about like being an influencer and all this bullshit, yes. whatever the fuck that is. And it's, it's, it's just hawking products. There it's are it. people who like rent a house, like a really fancy house for a day or something just to take their pictures in front of stuff like, oh, here I am at my pool or like whatever. Like yeah. pretending it's their house on Instagram. Meanwhile, they're like broke as fuck yes. or whatever, just to like gain followers. And like, Every, it's mean, all about gaining followers. Fuck? It's all about, it's, it's, it's insecurity. It's this desperate need to one up and one up and one up. And it's not, it's not real. And the worst part is like kids see it and are influenced by it. That's the you know, thing. Thinking kids that that's a lifestyle and, and, that they can achieve. And it's like, that's not even a, but, a but why, it's so, a, but why is wealth the thing that we want our children to strive for? Like, why isn't it just like being a good person? Mm. You know what I mean? Like I tell my kids all of the time. And my mom used to say it to me, like, don't go after a career or a job because of money. Like you have to do what makes you happy in your mm -hmm. life mm -hmm. and don't, marry someone because they have mm -hmm. money like you you have to find someone who is like your person right and if you're you know in some little place and you have and it's modest and but you're happy like that means more than anything right. than trying to constantly be on this hamster wheel of like you know I don't know I just hate yeah, it I agree it's but this and is, like this look is, at what he's done to his life yeah. for what so um this is the other thing I love about this guy is that his resignation letter. <laughs> so Julie Watson um, for the Associated Press wrote that in his uh, resignation letter to Congress, he didn't mention his crime at all. His, all he did was list his accomplishments and offered no reason for stepping down. Just was like, I'm stepping down. Like, here's all the amazing things I've done. And like kind of side skirts. Wow. The issue of what he did. Mm -mm. And so he's this Trump guy. And throughout the trial, according to uh, Nano's law and crime article, he kept using the phrase witch hunt, mm -hmm. which, you know, 45 loves to throw around and Hillary Clinton. He would just like Hillary Clinton, witch hunt. Those are his words that would come up as if somehow like that was going to get him off the hook. This is crazy. Like, maybe it works for the Donald because he's got like a, a large stage. But and he like, was a candidate against yeah, her, you know, but it doesn't work for you, dude. And then according to Times of San Diego in May 2020, he, Hunter, is supposed to go to federal prison, but he asks for a delay. Because of COVID. Because of COVID. And um, he wants to wait until January 2020 uh, to serve. And a judge does grant that. So oh, 21? Uh, 2021, I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. So he is granted um, so he's still out time. banging still, chicks and shit. Yeah, who knows what he's doing. Eating McDonald's. Eating McDonald's. Ubering all over the fuck town. <laughs> And my favorite, 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 favorite thing is Ken Stone of Times of San Diego wrote about how a reporter, one Morgan Cook, looked into Duncan's finances and it sparked the investigation. Ooh. So I just love this. She, it started out with her looking into a $200 sum charge from Disneyland and like the rest is history. Like then people, wow. and like it exposed all of this, like one uh, reporter. reporter just was like, "Oh, what's this about?" And like, boom! Like it ends up into this whole federal. Like, because these I are all love public, it. But these are all public records. I love it. Yes, though. you know. Yes. Again, and I know I say it all the time, but like, this is our First Amendment. 
This yes. is why we need reporters. This is why we have people like questioning, looking into our, our, our public officials. Like we need that oversight. Yeah. Otherwise, if she didn't write that article, yeah, what would have happened? I, I love it. So that's the story of Duncan D. Hunter, the family values fraudster out of San Diego. Love Tina. So, so good. It's a little a fun, a little fun one that we can end in case we're in God. tears this day. And if some of you are in tears on this day. Oh my God. Ah. I know. I'm so like, yeah. I just want it to be over. I know. I'm feeling burnt. And now, and now like for us in, in Broward and Florida, I suppose the early voting starts tomorrow and I keep getting emails to sign up to like help at early voting. I have a full-time job. Yeah. All right. And I, I might help on a weekend. Well, I, I usually, so, um, you know, like last election in 2018, I would go for whatever candidate I was helping out yeah. I, after work. I would go for like three hours standing there with the signs, you know, at my polling location. My husband though mm-hmm. was like, I was so enraged. I signed up to be a poll watcher and I was like, what? He did? And he doesn't go anywhere. Like Tina, he hates being amazing. I was like, I said, Oh my God, I'm so proud of you. And he's like, well, I don't know if I'm going to do it now. Like, cause uh, just with all the stuff going on with me. Yeah. Um, but I was like, I'm so proud of you for like signing up to do that. So he's waiting to hear back. And I said, well, if we really want to do it, I said, I know people around, like I could get you wherever yeah. you want to go do it. Yeah. Don't wait to hear back. I yeah. think you can get, get, get some, yeah. I think that to be trained to be poll watchers, yeah. that would be amazing. But he would be a good poll watcher because no yeah. one will mess with my husband. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. They really wouldn't. I have stuff. I mean, I've been doing calls. I, it's, you know, um, I've slowed down a little bit with just, you know, like I said, the personal things going on with me, but mm-hmm. I plan on after my sur I have a surgery. I know I said it last time. Mm-hmm. Um, I plan on while I am convalescing to <laughs> make phone calls. Cause oh I'll be, my God. I'll be laying in bed, but Tina, <laughs> I'll be laying in bed. I'm going to need something to do. Oh my God. Here and there, what, 30 minutes here, 30 minutes there, send yeah, some if texts everybody, If everybody were like you, we would have won this fucking thing already. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I'm so fucking tired of it. The bare minimum is voting at this yeah. point. You know? And I don't want to lecture, but get off your fucking asses already. Yeah. Like, get off <laughs> of that. Just do something. It's so easy to do. And I yeah. just feel like, fuck, dude. Yeah. Please take care of yourself. I, I don't want to hear about this. Take what? making phone calls. Your what? husband's going to get pissed and then I'm going to get pissed. No, this is, I need, this is going to bring me joy. Oh my God. How many people answer the phone? That's the other thing. Nobody answers their phone with these no phone calls. No one answers. So, um, I will be making phone calls for, uh, our district 93. Yes. Candidate. Cause she, she needs Linda a lot Thompson of help. Gonzalez. Linda Thompson Gonzalez. So, and this is after the election. Hopefully she won. Oh my God. <laughs> Tina. <gasps> I can, can you imagine? I, I'm going to tell you something. What I'm going to do. She wins, if Linda wins, I, 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 we're jumping I'm, for joy. Oh my God. It would be the greatest day of my life. Because this will be, then we'll have like all of Broward Blue. It would be fucking wow. incredible. Wow. Incredible. Oh. And the person she's running against is like oh. a bloated turd. Well, one, uh, the, one of the best graphics made of all time is the shit Lamarca. <laughs> the shit Lamarca for Chip Lamarca that Hillary made. That is like the best, best, best sign I could ever imagine. He's he's a real so. piece of shit. 
He and is. the people who work for him are, are even worse. Like, oh, you should see these troll. flyers, these flyers that come in for him yeah. where I'm like, this is all lies. Yeah. And they it's troll. So- if you even make one comment about Linda on her page or she puts a graphic up or she puts something up about like running for office or whatever, they immediately jump on there and start trolling her with yeah. shit and actually trolled her for having more grassroots donors than, yeah. <laughs> than Jiffle Mark has. And I was like, how is that but, bad? And I commented yeah. basically like, well, go look at who's donating money to your campaign. It's all corporations and yeah. PACs. One of which, by the way, was um, a medical company that works inside private prisons. Yeah. So like, are you me fucking kidding me? And he's for the people. Yeah. He puts people over politics. Oh, well, please. some people you put over politics. Well, the some. thing that, and I've said this before on this podcast, the people that piss me off the most with that are the Democrats who are like, I grew up with him and he's a nice guy. Like, All right. you go be friends with him. Yeah. You don't have to vote for him. He voted to take away your rights as you a woman don't have your make, to, to make your own reproductive yeah. rights. You choices. don't have to vote for him. No, you can be friends with him. And guess what? You don't have to be friends with him. I'm learning this lesson that just because you know people for a long time doesn't mean that they need to stay in your life if they're garbage. And you can not vote for him and go, yeah, bro, I voted for you. You don't have to fucking be in playing these games. Yes, You don't owe him anything. No. What you do owe to the people of Florida is somebody who's actually going to do their fucking job. Yes. And And she would be incredible. And he keeps running on environment. Listen, I don't want to talk about it. I know. All right. And this is the day after. So hopefully... Hopefully, we will be happy. All right. I, I know. Well, I guess we'll see. All right. Oh, my God. I'll see you on the flip side. Yay. Ah! All right. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs> if you want to see any photos or take a deeper dive into our stories, please follow the episode notes on our website, themuckpodcast.fireside.fm, and be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Muck Podcast. To support the Muck Podcast, please visit our Patreon page. We have three levels of support and different goodies for each level. Muckraker, Policy Wonk, or Bleeding Heart. We can't do it without you. Music for the Muck Podcast, written and performed by Sean Doherty. Coming up next week on the Muck Podcast. And you're there for work. If you're there for work. Yeah. Just do your work. Keep it together. And then go back on vacation if that's what you want to do. Yes. Take a couple extra days on your own time. And Yes. But Tina, you have to understand, we don't understand the rocks off situation in here. No. So we don't have penises. Like we don't understand (laughs) what's about to happen. We don't know. I know. So charge Duran with 64 violations in a criminal complaint. (gasps) Including fraud, <gasps> embezzlement, no money laundering. Please tell me the fraud was campaign, campaign law violations, tampering with public records, <gasps> conspiracy, and violating the Governmental Conduct Act. Please tell me it had to do with elections somewhere in there. A little bit. Oh, so- hypocrite! <laughs>